Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Defense fan gets it ahead. Kerfoot is allowed to come through neutral ice. Brought it in on the wing. A pass in! In front of the goalie score! We Willie Nylander on a brilliant pay by Galchenyuk. And he has scored in four consecutive games. The Toronto Maple Leafs are now one win away from their first series victory in 17 years, taking it 4-0 the final, grabbing a commanding 3-1 series lead behind a 32-save shutout from Jack Campbell. It's time to break it all down. This is Leafs Nation postgame on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you. Sam McKee and jo- Josh Santos, excuse me, along for the ride as well. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca is coming up later on. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and others. But what a what a business trip, Gord, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You go into Montreal on the back-to-back, and you win both games, and now a 3-1 series lead. Not going to uh, hum or sing that song, Taking Care of Business, but you're absolutely right. It's uh, um, you know, it's it's what we hopefully envision, right, Nick, about this team this year that really seemed to be in a good place. and. Let's not let's not get into well you know can still you can still get into a seven game series but let's let's show your strength let's show your ability to win in the first round of the playoffs and you know setback after game one so yeah let's talk about the game tonight all those goals so obviously Matthews got a few and Marner got a few and Hyman got a few right is that is that that's got to be the case right Nick they're slumping that's the story to me well the other story is depth. D-E-P-T-H, not that anyone out there has any trouble spelling it, but it's something Sheldon Keefe wisely almost implored last year a couple times during the season. He had some interesting lines. He kind of said last year, you know, this team's not a mature team off the ice. It was was a neat statement because he coached the Marlies and got to see the youth and all that and the growth and loved it, but also said, off the ice, mentally, the commitment isn't there. And then he found out in the bubble, yeah, the mentally, the commitment isn't there. So, you know what? That's something they really dialed into this year as a team. But the other party said, uh, give me some depth. Give me liberty. Send me your great unwash, whatever. I'll play them. I'll put them out there if they can play. And, boy, tonight you've got the kind of depth game that, that uh, you know, he was, Sheldon Keefe was dreaming about. Gord, we love naming lines on this show. Uh, first and foremost, I think it's tremendous uh, to see the captain go down and for other players to elevate. Uh, again, Alex Kerfoot uh, was really, really good in this game, namely on the PK, by the way. You talk about a great time of year for the PK to find its way, and again, it goes twofold. Montreal's abysmal on the power play, but Toronto's PK has done a really, really good job of pressuring. But the line of Galchenyuk, Kerfoot, and Nylander, who saw this coming, Gord, combining for seven points on the night? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we get biased when we meet people and have a positive experience and Kerfoot just got traded to the Leafs and I was filling in, I think on primetime sports and he came in to support the Dominic Moore, you know, the whole table tennis thing he does, uh, smash fest or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Correct. He knew Dominic Moore. I just thought, what a sharp guy. He really was, a, you know, he, he he's fighting downtown traffic to try to get there, got there. I know he knows Morgan Riley well from he was training with him. And I, I just, you know, you, you really pulled for the guy. And last year, you know, it wasn't anybody's great year that way. And this is exactly, Nick, the kind of niche you have to think that Kyle Dubas and others thought he could give for the Maple Leafs. And you have a niche that when someone gets get hurt, can you move up and elevate your game in the playoffs especially? And, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. He's got speed. He's got skill. But just a good, smart player that way. And he's getting a chance to kind of show it, and he's really showing it. I don't know about you, Gore, to hit differently, seeing Alex Galchenyuk roast the Montreal Canadiens, especially at the Bell Center. In my opinion, his best game as a Maple Leaf tonight. He was everywhere tonight. You know, we talked about it, Nick, previewing about, I, I, you know, you don't know what kind of burr he has in his butt because uh, he's, he's played for a few other teams since then. And if you look at his stats, they're not horrible. People too quickly write off almost like that, like he's another Yakupov. Like the two mm-hmm. of them have had the same pro careers, and it's anything but. So I got to think, I'm sure he would have loved the fans there, you know, to mm-hmm. to en- enjoy what he did as well. But And and the thing staying onside on that, that goal initially, and, and the new rule now that if you just lift your skate and it's still onside, you're okay. Montreal didn't challenge. They shouldn't have challenged. And the backhand pass, all those kind of things. I, yeah, he, he just seemed to have 
And this is what Sheldon Keefe, I think the Leafs have provided just a, a chance to get a ton of, a ton of confidence. Like look last game, the guy screwed up. He took a four minute minor early, double minor early. He went offside inexplicably and, he got like a buck thirty nine in the first period, and I think that's you know that's what Sheldon. It's not tough love. Sheldon keeps just it's not this guy. Hey, you want ice time? Go out and do something. So I'll give you more ice time. And tonight, every time Galchenyuk came to the bench, I'm sure Sheldon Keith couldn't wait to call him next up. Again, the Maple Leafs have a chance to close out this series in five games coming up in Game Five on Thursday night from Scotiabank Arena. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation post game following a four nothing win at the Bell Center here in the back to back after the two one victory on Monday night to grab a commanding three one series lead. Jack Campbell again, Gord, uh, quite the hunch, I guess, if you want to call it that, from Sheldon Keith putting him in there on the back to back, but he's the number one guy. In a rocking chair again tonight. 32 save shout out for Jack Campbell. But I want to applaud Toronto defensively for all the ridicule Montreal is getting offensively speaking. The Maple Leafs have been airtight defensively, in my opinion, Gordon. Nick, couldn't agree with you more. Now, last game, I, I, I won't take the 14 to 2 being outshot finish and that. I, I won't take that game in, came out. You know, that really was Jack mm-hmm. Campbell that way. But there was a, you know, first. He, he had a sense of deportment, almost that he looked like Carey Price, and that's the ultimate compliment because I love, I love Carey Price's you know, sense of deportment that he always gives. But outside of that, yeah, it, it was a really, really good team effort that way for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It just was team defensive effort, and I mean team you know, buying in smart plays, you know, the right stick at the right time, not getting caught on odd man rushes. And, you know, at one point, remember Sheldon Key, what do you call it? Zone accountability when they kind of, it kind of disappeared for a bit during the regular season at one point. Like just keep understanding what zone you're in, what you're accountable for and, and, uh, and do it that way. And, uh, and they, they did it great tonight. It was, it was so different the other night. You were worried Montreal at any time and had glorious chances. That wasn't the case. This was, like a one nothing lead, two nothing lead, three nothing lead. Just yeah, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna bring this sucker home, and and they did. They took care of business, as you eloquently put off the top. There's no doubt about that. And we like to find different pieces of data throughout a series and themes. A big one that stuck out to me is Toronto's exemplary play in the second period in this series, outscoring Montreal three to nothing tonight in the second, eight to one so far in the series. Gord. Yeah, I don't know what to, yeah. the second period. There was a lot of talk. I guess it was Montreal's period at different times that when they had any kind of success. But uh, this this is man, th- this is just a full on and all the events that happened the first game and the Leafs weren't able to come back. But since then, um, they're just kicking ass. They're, they are doing that to the Montreal Canadiens right now. Just it's not the 8-1 game because that isn't always indicative that way. I mean, you kind of look at the Florida-Tampa Bay series. Tampa Bay are the Stanley Cup champions. They're a great team. They're as talented a team as there is. And I have to think if the Leafs are going to advance anywhere, they very well could meet them along the way. But look what Florida's doing. Like, like look what they're doing. You know, you know, you know, they're standing up to them. They're making a series of it. It's going to be a game six that way. And I say good on Florida in that respect. Leafs aren't allowing Montreal to do that. Montreal may want to do that. Leafs are not allowing, and you can argue Montreal isn't as good as the Florida Panthers, whatever you want, mm-hmm. but but they're not allowing Nick them to do that. Kicking ass and taking names for sure, Gordon. The, the thing that stuck out to me is it seems like everything Kyle Dubas has done in the last year is working out. I understand it's just through four games, and this is why they go out and get a Wayne Simmons. This is why they go out and get a Joe Thornton. But the veterans, and you put a great tweet out there about Jason Spezza. We always like to joke the best 10 minute a night player in the league, uh, you know, scores a big time goal in this game. What a great sauce pass from Alex Galchenyuk, one and one from Spets on the night. And it just, it felt so cool and so good to see Joe Thornton score a playoff goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs on the power play, nonetheless. Yeah, it really did. It's a nice goal. It's not a cheap one. And, uh, and first in Spets's case, like, you know, you and I had the experience that you'd run into guys in the press box and here's a guy mm-hmm. that really shouldn't have been in the press box as much as he should have been. I'm talking about Spezza. Could he have not been nicer and more accommodating and chat and, you know, all that stuff. And what a, what a great lesson about there. You don't get in be one of those guys that moans and it becomes a malcontent. And in Joe Thornton's case, you know, everyone is, so it's funny. The average Leaf Nation fan out there is saying, I love the Joe Thornton signing. Then every third game they're going, He's so bloody old. Why is he out there, right? <laughs> then two games later, I love, you know, whatever. Because how can you not love Joe Thornton? So it's like, and what I've liked is, 
Okay, they've been on the line together, including Wayne Simmons there, but also also Sheldon Keefe has found the time to put him in in different spices. Now, because of injuries, uh, they've been given that opportunity with Tavares out and now with Felino out, but I've liked at different times he's found ways to put them out there and you know get a shift or two here, a shift or two there. And uh, like, same with Zach Parise the other day, Joe Thornton had it a bit like you've been around forever, but it's nice. You get a goal that you feel like a rookie scoring your first career NHL goal, because all these guys got in the game and all these women get in the game because they're passionate. They, they want to be in the NHL, but when you're starting out, who knows who's going to be in the NHL and not. And there, and, and if you can keep that and sustain that, you know, that's really, I think that's really key because it becomes a business along the way. And if you can keep an element of that, that's always fun to see. Yeah, and the best thing about the Thornton story, he's literally been waiting his whole life to play in a Stanley Cup playoff game as a Toronto Maple Leaf, and then he scores in Game 4. I thought that was a nice cherry on top, all part of this uh, 4 nothing Maple Leaf victory here in Game 4 of 3-1 in the series. I thought it was cool to note as well, um, previous to this one, Gore, the Maple Leafs had lost eight consecutive Game 4s, went up 2-1 in a series, so they write the, uh, the ship that way because certainly... I think we've looked at the past. It's been a long 17 years since this Maple Leafs team. Um, granted, a variety of different teams have won a playoff series, but this goes a long way in ending the stigma, doesn't it? I was stunned by that stat. So yeah. let's repeat that. So the last eight times they've been up 2-1, they have not succeeded being up 3-1. It's been a 2-2 tie mm-hmm. that way. So, yeah, you know, I, I was stunned by that stat. So uh, it, it was nice that they can, <laughs> I say, rewrite history, but just because – The other part is, and I'm getting way ahead of myself, but if you're going to get to the Stanley Cup final, now if you get to the final, you do want to win the Stanley Cup, but getting to the final, the other team has as much of a grind as the team that actually wins it. So Mm -hmm. along the way, you want to get a four or five game series or two, you know, and we saw, you know, people that can remember, I don't think you can, but 1993, you know, part of the wonderful, wonderful run, the Maple Leafs, 21 games in 42 days. But also, it was three seven-game series in 42 days. It becomes a grind at that point. And so, if you can, you know, if you can find a series that you you don't start that grind, that you can kind of get out of it, that's huge. It is, and certainly uh, the Maple Leafs licking some wounds, and so are the Winnipeg Jets, who advanced to the second round after completing a four-game sweep. But you talk about teams who probably needed the sweep. It was Winnipeg because they're extremely banged up. They got healthier in that series. But the Maple Leafs along those lines as well. We know John Tavares. Won't be back anytime soon, but uh, Nick Foligno, lower body injury, did not play again. But that's that's one of the things this team, uh, you know, has been different in, in 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 the department of having depth. We talked about it off the top. So they take Nash and Sandine out tonight. They bring in Adam Brooks and uh, Travis Dermott. I thought both had really really good games. And I I look, I said this last night. I like Brooks way more than I, I like Riley Nash right now, Gordon. <laughs> Riley Nash is the new kid in school, and we like that. But shouldn't the, like the new system onboarding? Shouldn't he be doing a little bit of that instead of starting in the playoffs ahead of some yeah. of the other guys? So I'm sure there'll be a role for him if they if they go deeper. Really glad to see Dermot get a chance and Dermot play well because you know, like, like look at Ethan Bear with Edmonton, right? Like something goes amiss, you have a great season, and he really had a terrible playoff for the Oilers. So in the case of Dermot. Really glad to see that, and and we agree about Brooks. Like we we've liked him, and and again, I don't know why. Nat, like like again, I, I would have played him earlier. Just glad to see. I, I love seeing these guys. I love seeing the depth for starters. Biasly from the Toronto Maple Police, but the guys that don't play a lot, and then coming out. It started with Pierre Engvall not dressing in game number one and kicking butt in game number two and scoring a goal. All right, we get to the power play conversation, not overly tested and trying to annoy us here in Leafs Nation tonight, but one for two in this game now, three for 16 in the series. Conversely, uh, this could be a reason why Montreal probably doesn't win this series. They're 0 for 13 in the series, 0 for 4 on the night. And again, the Maple Leafs are taking some bad penalties, but uh, lucky for them, they're not getting burned right now, Gord. No, and uh, I know on hockey night they showed, I mean, the, the Leafs got lucky on that one goal where it looked like they could have taken two penalties in that particular uh-huh. uh, situation, but uh, they, actually Leafs were aggressive on the PK. They had some opportunities. I, this is just a great game by the Maple This is, really was a dominating performance by the Maple Leafs, and we keep talking about it. Whatever you want to say about the Maple Leaf power play, and there's not a lot of good things, the Montreal Canadian power play is actually worse, and that's not an easy thing to do over the last, what, four or five weeks. 
It is not. Uh, that is for sure. But the Maple Leafs, again, taking care of business tonight. 4 nothing. the final. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on the Sportsnet Radio Network. And suddenly, after losing the first game of the series, everything happening surrounding John Tavares, the Maple Leafs now one win away from their first series victory in 17 years. And again, the Winnipeg Jets awaiting the winner of this series. But uh, the Maple Leafs have found their way. Uh, you know, I thought even in the first period, they looked a bit lackadaisical. But as the game got going, they flexed their muscles in the second period. It just shows you again how scary this team could be when they're playing their game, Gord. And especially you look at the statistics throughout this series that Montreal's actually done a pretty damn good job on the Matthews line five on five so far. Yeah, they really have. And that's you know one thing they'll look at and say, hey, you know what? This was one of the keys and we're actually doing it because they're not killing it at all. Marner, Matthews and Hyman. But the other guys have, have risen to the occasion. And, you know, the other night I said to you that I think Joe and Jim, I said, I think I, I, I think Jim's giving a little little bit too much. I thought I, I thought credence to the first period. I wasn't pleased at all with mm-hmm. it from the Maple Leaf standpoint. And then they went on and won the game, as we know, hanging on there at the end. But this tonight's game was the nothing, nothing after one period. But I was I was feeling very good. Uh, I don't know if you felt the same, but I was feeling very good about the way the Leafs had played the first period tonight. Yeah, definitely confident. Uh, You know, there is some confidence growing with this hockey club, which is big considering how this series started in game one. And we thought, here we go again. Carey Price makes 35 saves, including that big time stop on Mitch Marner in the third period in that game. We thought, oh no, it's it's Corpus Allo, it's Merzlikens all over again. But a credit to the Maple Leafs and again, credit to their vets. Uh, We've talked about how important these guys will be to the success of this organization and it was, I believe, Jason Spezza who kicked off the festivities uh, in, in game two of this series. But it seems like everybody's just played their part so far, which you love to see. And again, uh, at some point in time, these guys are way too good in that top line. They're going to bust loose. Like Matthews is going to have a game where he scores two. There's going to be a multi-point effort from Marner. And that's would be the alarming thing for me, I think, if you're Montreal right now down 3-1 in this series court. Yeah, or maybe it'll come in another series if the Maple Leafs get by. Yep. But you're right about that. You just, you know, what the tough one is... When you, like I said, to the point when you negate something that's not that easy to negate, and and you haven't negated them, but you've negated their scoring that way, then um, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. And 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 they are going to burst out, and they continue to be. Uh, I thought again, I thought I thought the other night that Sheldon Keith played them too much in the third period. I thought they were kind of weak defensively, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. But tonight. You you just saw more of that presence, even though they didn't get any goals. You saw, especially Zach Hyman, you saw more of that presence, Nick. Yeah, we saw a rarity. Zach Hyman missing an empty netter and Austin Matthews as well. Big time uh, stop, I believe, by Corey Perry negating that. But it will come certainly for that top line who is grinding away. They've been monsters on the cycle, by the way, so far in this series. Montreal has no match for them physically, which is interesting to say. And again, I just love playoff Austin Matthews coming to play once again in this one, a 4 nothing win. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation post game Again, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Coming up later on, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe as well. A potential closeout game coming up on Thursday night at Scotiabank Arena. For now, the post game is starting to trickle in. We'll hear uh, first and foremost, uh, Joe Thornton, 11:40 in this hockey game, scores a goal even on the power play. You love to see it. Here's Jumbo Joe. The cliche in sports is that a team can never have enough depth. It rings true tonight. Uh, just in your words, uh, just what some of the, some of the uh, lower six, if you will, did for the group tonight. Obviously. Yeah, um, I thought Brooksy came in and played well. Um, yeah, just this time of year, depth is important. Obviously, your your big studs are, are, are going to get the job done every night, but uh, it's up to us, bottom six, to, to help and, and chip in. And, and tonight, I thought we did that. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters. TSN, go ahead, Mark. Joe, what, what made that uh, trio of Kerfoot, uh, Nylander, and Galchenyuk effective tonight? Just skating. They're just skating um, when they have the puck, when they're, you know, without the puck, they're just, uh, you know, their efforts just, it's there every night right now. And especially tonight, they just skated really, really well. Um, yeah, four check, real good, back check hard. It was just, uh, yeah, just a, a great line right now for us. We'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Joe, you're the uh, oldest player to ever to score for the Maple Leafs in the postseason. How do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> I guess it's great. I guess it's great. <laughs> but you guys look like you're on a mission out there. Does it does it feel like you're on a mission? Yeah, no, it's just uh, yeah, Spaz, me. You know, it seems like we got a different lineman every night, but it, it feels good. Um, we like playing with Brooksy. We're we're used to Brooksy. Um, 
but I thought Jason's been playing great um, all all four games so far. So it's uh, it's good to get some chemistry, and we'll, we'll get better as the as the series goes on here. We'll take two more here. We'll go to Josh Cupperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Joe, what, what have you learned and what have you liked about Alex Galchaniak since he's uh, since he's come joined the team? He's obviously had a, a long road, but he seems to have found a home here. He plays hard. He plays hard each and every night, uh, finishes his checks, competes really, really hard, uh, and he has great skills. So he's, uh, yeah, he's proven uh, his worth right now, and um, he just competes every single night. It's, it's, it's really nice watching him. And last one here, we'll go to Herb Zerkowski with the Montreal Gazette. Go ahead, Herb. Thank you. Hey, Joe. Uh, two games in as many nights. One guy, 41 years old, scores. Another guy, 37 years old, scores. Uh, this defies logic. Uh, would it be safe to assume that you guys were hoping for a split when you when you came in here under these conditions? Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, we, we, we felt greedy tonight. We really did. We, we wanted to grab two um, after win last night. Um, and Soupy gave us that opportunity. Um, but, you know, all four lines, all 60, and, and Soupy played great tonight. It was, it was nice to get greedy tonight and get the second win. I love that. Get greedy. And it's so funny. It's like Joe Thornton can't go a day without being reminded by the media that he's 41 years of age. But how about this for a duo stat, Gord? Uh, Joe Thornton, the oldest player to score a goal in the playoffs for the Leafs at 41 years, 327 days via Sportsnet stats. And uh, Jason Spezza, the fifth oldest player to score a goal in the playoffs for the Maple Leafs. How about that? 37. Yeah, I knew all the other, you know, it's funny. Uh, the, so Joe Thornton by a few years, right? Um, yeah. The other guys were 38, Patrick Marlowe, Norm Ullman, Alan Stanley. Um, I always mention my dad, Ernie's TV repair service, fixed Alan Stanley's TV set. That was my first brush with greatness as a kid. He came home with an autographed picture of Alan Stanley. But I, um, he kind of blows it off. But I'm, you know, sort of looking at uh, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson. You know, I think it's, I think it just shows about staying in shape is huge. I think what's huge with Joe Thornton, he's he's remain, you know, it's like his youthfulness. And it's what I enjoy about being in this business. I work with younger guys like you. It keeps you young. No, but it keeps you young. It keeps you Mm -hmm. young, you know, and I I think and I and I like how he's he's embraced that. Age is just a number. And I think that was very, very well put. And I feel rejuvenated working with such a professional broadcaster on a daily basis as well. Uh, Meantime, that fourth line going to work, bringing their lunch pail to work tonight at the Bell Center. Jason Spezza, not enough superlatives to describe this guy, his importance to this team throughout the last couple of years as a Maple Leaf, a goal and an assist tonight for Jason Spezza. A lot of guys would have given up if they had bounced around to as many teams and as many places as, as Galchenyuk did in a pretty short time, what do you think kept him going? And, and what have you learned from seeing him in his time as a leaf? Yeah, I think a lot of credit goes to him just for his attitude. I think uh, being a high pick like he was and then going through some hardships here lately, he's come here and he's been really determined. He understands that we have a deep team. And, you know, even when he was out, he had a great attitude and he works at his game. He, he spends time after practice, spends time before practice. And uh, he's a guy that's, you know, just had a real determined effort. So uh, great to see him have success. And, and he's been a big contributor for us. We'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Jason, you've been in a lot of playoff series, gone deep a lot of times. How hard is the fourth win? Hey, everybody knows it's the hardest win. We're going to see their absolute best next game. And, uh, we have to make sure that we're ready to go. I think it's important we get some rest here uh, after tough back-to-back. And then uh, we got to come ready to play because they're going to be a determined team. And uh, like you said, the fourth win's the hardest to get. We'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Hi, Jason. Uh, what has stood out to you as a difference between uh, the Alexander Kerfoot we saw last year and the one we're seeing this year? Uh, he's just a very competitive guy. He's hard on pucks. I think this time of year brings out the best of him. Um, he's a guy that when you have injuries, he's stepped up and, and really filled the void for us. Uh, and it's, that's what you need this time of year. But Kerf is an extremely competitive guy. It only gets enough credit for how, how hard he is, how competitive he is in all aspects. So um, I expected him to, to raise his game, and he has. And uh, he's a great contributor that probably goes under the radar here a little bit with our club. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Jason, what stands out to you the most about how William Nylander has been playing in this series? Yeah, that's another guy that's just, he's really led the way. He's, he's showed a lot of determination. His board battles have been 
second to none on our team. Uh, he's showing poise with the puck, which is hard to do at this time of year. And uh, just a lot of good things. He's more vocal on the bench. You can tell he's really taking a leadership role with, with John down and then he stepped up and, um, you know, another guy that's done a lot of great things for us. We'll take a few more here. We'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, Jason, you're saying that the uh, Canadians, you know, are gonna, they're going to bring their best on Thursday. But through four games here and, and really, I guess, the past three in the wins, what have you guys done to nullify that and, and really uh, snuff out their uh, their uh, offense uh, other than what uh, uh, Jack has done for you in goal? Yeah, yeah Soup's obviously made really timely saves for us. That's huge uh, come playoff time. I think we're just trying to limit their rush chances. I think if you look at the game one, they got a, a goal on a rush chance. And, um, it's important that, that we take that away from them. You know, when we do, we're able to kind of slowly gain territorial play and, and wear them down a little bit. And then uh, you need some pucks to drop for you. So um, we know what we do when we play well. We have to stick to it. Keeper's done a good job of keeping us on task. And now we just got to keep moving forward. And the last two here, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Jace, uh, Carrie, it seemed to have your number a little bit in the series last couple of games last night and then the breakaway early. Uh, how tough is it to beat him and how tough will it to beat him in game uh, game five? Yeah, he's probably the best goalie of our generation. So I think it's just important that you don't get uh, you don't get frustrated when your saves are made. You know, saves are going to be made at times. And uh, as a goal scorer, you have to just kind of stay around the net. When you're getting chances, it's usually a good sign. So uh, I expect him to make saves. You're not going to score every time, but you just got to stay with it. And last one here, we'll go to Francois Gagnon with RDS. Go ahead, Francois. Yes, Jason. Um, you and Joe, you were like the big guys, the studs of your team a couple of years ago. Now you are in different roles. And how important is it to log some points and goals and passes and assists uh, to make you feel, let's say, more uh, valuable to the team in the role that you are uh, filling right now? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm completely comfortable with not getting goals and assists and, and knowing that I can contribute. Um, you change your value system as you get older as a player. This time of year, I think you do need contributions from up and down your lineup. So it is a positive when we can score. But by no means is that our, our main focus when we're out there. We're trying to give good shifts and carry momentum. And our top guys have carried us all year. So we're going to continue to get that. But in playoffs, you definitely need different guys to step up, especially early in, in series. So um, but no, I, I can't say I judge myself on goals and assists anymore. That would be a, you know, not fair to my teammates. No doubt about that. That is uh, Jason Spezza echoing the same sentiments as Joe Thornton Gord. It's all about the team. Team comes first here. Yeah, I mean, you know, last year this is the guy put up fight in that despicable mm -hmm. series against. Cl <laughs> like I have no memory of it. I, you know, like I, I you know, I remember everything. <laughs> I remember yeah. ridiculous things. People cannot believe yeah. what I remember. And mm -hmm. that Columbus series disgusted me so much that there was blah. And I just you remember Jason. It. Yeah, Jason yeah. Spezza said the same thing. So he he got in a fight in a in, in a little bit of a give a bleep, you know, kind of at the end. And I always remember that. So anyway, this year though, uh, it's it, it's not a charity thing. Like his his goals have been really timely. He's got a lot of points uh, compared to ice time. And, you know, witness just in the playoffs coming off the bench in eight seconds or six seconds into it. So it's it's been great to see, but he's really been contributing. 12 goals in uh, in 58 games so far this season for Jason Spezza. Certainly something you'll take. And uh, I think Sheldon Keefe deserves a lot of credit for the utilization and the dispersal of minutes when it comes to Spezza because there have been opportunities this season to move him into the top six, and they haven't. I, I think they, they found the magic number here with Spezza Gord. Yeah, I do. I do. And it's just uh, when, you know, John Tavares, fortunately, health was first when you had heard about it. Then after mm -hmm. he had all these different options. And, you know, I know Chris Versteeg felt Spezza should go in there. I would have been OK with it, but I like putting Nick Foligno in there first. But uh, and you just got more. You got the depth keeps coming. So all of a sudden when Sheldon Keefe uh, looks after an injury or what have you, it's not like he goes, oh, my God, who the hell I'm going to put there? He goes, I got a couple of different options and I got to think this one through. And that's the great thing about this Maple Leafs team, again, is the depth. Even on a night, the last couple, where it's been quiet for the top line, it does not matter because there are so many guys who could put the puck in the net right now for the Maple Leafs, namely that new look second line with Alex Galchenyuk, uh, Kerfoot, and Nylander just doing yeoman's work in this game. They were dominant, which I sort of chuckle about because, again, it's like a cast of misfits almost, but Willie Nylander has scored a goal in every game this series. Alex Kerfoot's just been a different player and uh, another guy, Alex Galchenyuk, 
has bounced around the NHL just a tad, but it's safe to say he's found a home for the time being here with the Toronto Maple Leafs. One and two on this night for Alex Galchenyuk. Got it. Triple A line. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- I like the that. Triple A line. That is the triple A line. There we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna rush to tweet that out when I get a second. The triple A line. How about that? I like Book it. it. I like it. Let's put it on yes. a T-shirt. Let's put it on a mug. Let's put it everywhere. We're gonna hear now from Alex Galchenyuk. Alex, your first uh, career three-point playoff game it comes against your your former team. Obviously, does that feel a little bit uh, even more special than it would normally? Uh, not really, to be honest. Um, just happy we got the win. Most important thing. And uh, go to break after this. You know, played a great game overall as a team. And uh, at the same time, you know, then come in games and thinking about you know, uh, you know, played here in the past or any stuff. Uh, you have that uh, extra uh, extra talk. So uh, just trying to keep it. Uh, Pretty simple in my head. We'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Alex, uh, I just wonder how much in your own mind are you a, a different player now than you were um, two or three years ago? Yeah, I, there's definitely uh, uh, areas in the game that I improved. But like I said, you know, it's uh, those those thoughts and, uh, you know, things it's, it's for the, after the season, that's when you sit down and analyze, you know, what do you need to improve and what do you need to get better and uh, what worked and whatnot. Uh, right now I'm just, you know, focusing on the playoffs and uh, um, doing the best job I can help team win. We'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Alex, what do you think made your line successful tonight? I moved the puck really well. Um, a lot of paper paid, uh, didn't force a lot of chances and, uh, you know, the chemistry seemed really well and uh, also, you know, played solid 200 field game. You know, we're, we're tracking well, we're, we're competing, we're, we're making plays and uh, we've got to stick to it and, uh, you know, find a way to be, you know, more productive next year. And the last one here, we'll go to Richard Labbe with La Presse. Go ahead, Richard. Hi, Alex. You said uh, it's nothing special. I was just wondering, did you still have friends on the team and, and was this uh, still just like business as usual for you? Playoffs, man. You know what time it is right now. There's no friends, and uh, we'll do that for later. No friends is right. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk, a monster night, one and two in this hockey game, exuding confidence. And again, it's what we've been talking about the ability to throw different guys into the lineup, especially with some injuries, and expect um, no shortage of production here, Gord. Well, my, my thing when I hear him, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, did we not learn, because he scored in every game, that he has a quirky thing that if he scores, and they win, then he does not talk to the media till he showers, which backs mm-hmm. everything up in the playoffs, correct? So it sounded yeah. like he's talking relatively early. So rather than the a couple of days ago where I, I think I think Sheldon Keefe's stuff came out the next morning on CHFI Morning Show or something like that, that we're going to get Sheldon Keefe relatively quick. He sounded quick there. Is that correct? Well, that was, that was Galchenyuk. It wasn't Nylander. We're waiting on Nylander still. Gordo. Oh, there we go. I got the yeah. wrong one. Okay, there. I'm trying to figure out that line. I realize I screwed up the AAA line, but that's okay. So that's okay, okay. So we don't know. So anyway, Galchenyuk there, I was listening. I don't mm-hmm. believe him when he says it, it did not have extra bite playing the Montreal Canadiens. Don't believe him at all. No, I think it had a lot no. of extra bite, right? No, you're bang on. You're bang on. You play a former team, I think, anybody in life, whether it be uh, you know rec league basketball, it doesn't matter. You play a team that let you go or something, you're going to give it your all. And we saw that again from Galchenyuk tonight. That line in general, just encouraging, encouraging stuff for the Maple Leafs. You're without two-thirds of that second line, as you put it, throughout this series and still no drop-off. So that's big. The Galchenyuk, Kerfoot, and Nylander line combining for seven points on a night. We'll work on a name. Uh, with that in mind, we'll hit the break. Uh, still to come, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and others. The Maple Leafs win it 4 nothing. the final. They're up 3-1 in the series and close it out coming up on Thursday night in Game 5 at Scotiabank Arena. You're listening to Leafs Nation Post Game on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs will come home to try to wrap up the series with the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday night as they skate to an impressive 4 to nothing victory. And Jack Campbell will shut the door and probably shut everybody up who thought someone else should play in back-to-back games. 
Love that call. Quite emphatic from Joe Bowen. 3 of 16 here for the Maple Leafs. A 4-0 victory, as you heard there, of a chance to close it out coming up on Thursday night in Game 5. On home ice, it's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick here on Leafs Nation postgame on the Sportsnet Radio Network. On Twitter, at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stellick. But uh, Joe does make a great point for all the naysayers coming into this series and this playoff run. Uh, a lot were harping on Jack Campbell for some reason, Gordo. Well, and that's one step uh, back about, you know, Montreal kind of established that there were going to be more two goalie tandems when they made the deal for Jake Allen, right? And mm-hmm. they invested a lot more money in their goaltending tandem. But they said, obviously in the playoffs here, and their backs are to the wall and all the other cliches, but Carey Price is playing phenomenal. So you're not going to put Jake Allen in here. And same thing goes in the Maple Leafs. Who would have thought Jack Campbell would be their Carey Price this year? So two parts to it. One is you know stop the back-to-back stuff they're not traveling in between games that's a big factor go with the hot hand do not overthink it you know sports has an element of no heavy lifting and you're not splitting the atom nick so this is what you did and they did it tonight and the other part there's no goaltending controversy freddie anderson maybe we'll get a chance and freddie anderson his time with the toronto maple leafs uh, has not had playoff success but he's been a solid goaltender maybe he'll get a chance again jack campbell uh the other freddie got hurt and Jack Campbell sees the opportunity, plain and simple. Very well put memo to the analytics community as we change our focus now to Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Joining us, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic following this 4 nothing victory for the Maple Leafs in Game 4. Luke, we got to start with uh, that new-look line. We're still looking for a name, Galchenyuk, Kerfoot, and Nylander. Two-thirds of the second line out of the lineup, and I, I thought they were outstanding tonight. What would you feel? Yeah, they were phenomenal. Um you know, Jason Spenza was just talking about how Alexander Kerfoot kind of flies under the radar in this market. Like, what is he, like the ninth, tenth leaf anyone would mention when, when mm-hmm. discussing a game? Yeah. Uh, but this guy is so versatile, and he has really stepped up since, uh, you know, Nick Felino and John Tavares went out. Basically, I'd say games two, three, and four, he's been one of their best players. Um, just generating offense responsible defensively he kills penalties and the penalty killing unit has been absolutely fantastic Montreal as you know doesn't have a power play goal and the Leafs are on a run right now of 25 straight kills Um, he's just very fast very dogged in his pursuit of the puck Um, and he's showing some flashes of playmaking and then you throw in a guy like Alex Galchenyuk who, you know, finally gets an opportunity. Keith was just saying that it was a really difficult conversation he had to say that, you know what, you're getting scratched game one, but I don't think it'll be that long until you get in. And, you know, he didn't look he didn't look fantastic until tonight, and now he gets his first three-point night in the playoffs, um, two beautiful passes, and then the, uh, the empty netter as a cherry on top. And this is, this is depth, right? This is what the Oilers didn't have last night. This is guys stepping up and rising to the occasion, and you're getting contributions from your second line when your first line is generating, but it's not going in for you. Um, and this is this is what separates the the Leafs from the Habs. Well, and you know, Luke, there's a lot more depth to talk about beyond Kerfoot, but but I want to hit on Kerfoot in that. And, and here's where I give Sheldon Keefe a lot of credit that. You know, in the summer, the, you know, they had to in in this flat cap COVID world that came up. You know, he was a guy that was probably making, if you could move that contract, you would look at it. I know it was discussed. And you, you go back to the trade that, that nobody really won initially. Uh, it looked like Nazem Kadri, the way he played in Colorado. I still I still think Naz will play well for Colorado, but they've got other components there. It's not like he's the, the best second-line center in the league. So Tyson Berry, it didn't happen here. Maybe after Edmonton, he'll get somewhere close to what he thought he was going to get here. But in Kerfoot's case, man, he never got going. He never got going. He, got, he had a lot of things, but, you know, like a lot of skills, but it, it, it never seemed to be a fit. You don't get off on the right foot, you know, quite often you're screwed. And, and I like that they believed in him to, to give him a second chance to get off on the right foot. And I thought he really did in the regular season, but I, I love to see what he did tonight. Yeah, it was good. And you know what? I remember talking to him after the end of last season, which was his first season after the trade, and he wasn't happy with himself. You know, he he really kind of owned that he had a bad season. 
Um, and, you know, he went through a lot. One is he was never used at center in, in Colorado. Uh, he was always a winger. Um, he wasn't used uh, as much as a penalty killer. Um, then he comes in under Babcock, and, you know, there's not a lot of conversation there. You're just basically told what to do, and you better do it right away. Uh, and his, his line mates were constantly changing. Then he gets a coaching change and goes under teeth. Uh, he was finding his way around a new team, a new city, a new system, uh, new line mates. There was a lot thrown his way, um, and he wasn't happy with, with how he responded. I think the fact that he came in to camp this year um, had a very more specific role carved out for for himself, um, and then he's he's really excelled, and he's kind of been uh, this, this Swiss Army knife type player. So to see him get rewarded with some offensive production in the playoffs uh, is fantastic. I mean, we're only four games in, and he already has a, a career high in, in playoff points. He's, he's a nice story, one of many, right? Like the Jason Spezza story is great. Uh, Joe Thornton becomes the oldest lead to score a playoff goal tonight. Uh, you know, a lot of nice little stories developing for Leafs in the playoffs. I tell you guys what, if Ilya McKeev ever scores a goal, I'm throwing a virtual party, and you're, you're all you're all invited. It's coming someday soon, right, Luke? Yeah. <laughs> He's had chances. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a work in progress. So we'll, we'll call that on Soupy McKeev uh, again with Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, Nick Alberga, and Gord Stellick following this four nothing victory here in Game Four. The Maple Leafs up three one in this series. Now, Luke, uh, weird COVID season or not, how much fun has it been to cover Joe Thornton this year? Yeah, he's a blast, um, and and almost as fun covering guys talking about Joe Thornton. You know, they, they just light up when, when they talk about him. So, you know, you, you always hear guys say, oh, he's a great guy in the room, blah, blah, blah. And it, but, you know, their face is a tell. Like um, Jack Campbell, I, I asked him about him once, and he was saying that, you know, he just laughs his head off because he'll be in the room getting treatment and Joe will walk by and just fire out some joke. And he's like, I've never laughed so hard in my life. And, then, and he's like... You know, I'm having coffee in the morning with Joe Thornton and Jason Spezza, and he says, sometimes I'm driving home from practice and I'm just shaking my head like this is my life right now. So I, I love the fact that these younger players are kind of appreciating um, that they're getting to play with guys who will probably end up in the Hall of Fame one day. Uh, and it, it's a great mix. Um, you know, you have the, this veteran leadership, and you, uh, particularly a guy like Joe, um, who has kind of sucked the stress out of the room because the Leafs, when the going got tough or something went sideways or got to crunch time, um, I mean, both you guys know just as well as I do that they often didn't rise to the occasion. They often clenched up, um, and, and that doesn't seem to be happening now. You know, it's uh, Brian Burke talks about when he won a Stanley Cup in Anaheim, and he said, um, I, you know, I had Timo in the room who had some personality, but he did not have – enough noise and us pizzazz. So he traded, I forget who else, but he got Brad May was one of them and somebody else. And, 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 uh, you know, I think that's huge because there's so much like you look at Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid and, you know, they say the right things in soundbite world, but it's nice to have Joe Thornton being the, like one of the oldest guys or the oldest guy in the NHL. And basically going, doesn't this kick ass like a reminder to these guys about it's a kid's game and all that from, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. And, and he's been consistent about that messaging throughout the regular season in the playoffs and then to go out in the ice and, and play with his, uh, you know, kind of his newly adopted kids. You know, what I know Patrick Marlowe adopted a couple of them when he was here. But it, it, it's neat. But I also think for these guys, it's it's a good kind of, because their world, their world is so hermetically sealed in so many ways. Yeah, no, you're, you're dead on board and, uh, you know, even even tonight, Joe said, you know, he was asked, like, you know, you're coming into Montreal. It's back-to-back situation. You're going against Carey Price. Would you probably have been happy with the split? And he's like, yeah, yeah you know what, probably. And he's like, but we got greedy. And he and he had this great big <laughs> smile. And uh, I, th- I think you just love that, that attitude. Like a guy, you see, it's his 18th playoff season, and it's his 18th trip here. And he's coming to the rink with a big smile, and he's firing jokes around. Uh, and he's, and he's, you know, he's hanging on. Like there's, there's games where he looks slow, right? But he's still contributing. Whenever he has a few slow games, uh, he bounces back and 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 has a game where he makes an impact. 
And I also think the other thing is it's not just one guy. Like when Patrick Marlowe was there, it seemed like it was just one one guy, one older statesman. They brought in a bunch. You know, Spezza's hung around, and I think Wayne Simmons, you know, he hasn't appeared on the score sheet a ton, but I think his influence is pretty big too, especially in terms of a guy who's very vocal on the bench, in the room, between games, uh, calming guys down. And I like the little run they have now. Of, this is three games in a row and three wins in a row where they start him instead of Mitch Marner for puck drop. Um, just to kind of set the energy. Um, I think maybe it's a little bit of message sending to the Habs, but I also think it's this guy will not shirk from, from the moment. He'll be ready to go right from puck drop. And uh, now I wonder if it's almost like a, a superstition thing that they won every time with him starting. If he won't probably start on that top line Thursday at home. Really is infectious, and uh, who would have thought you can't measure character and a different look and a different onset for this Maple Leafs team this season. Last one for me, um, up 3-1 in this series. Do you think this buys time for the injured Nick Foligno here? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know how much time you're going to buy because the Jets are already free and clear, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, I, I don't know what the schedule is going to be. They, they might want to get round two underway as soon as possible so we don't have to do it, deal with any back-to-backs in, in a playoff series. So I don't know how much time, but uh, the Nick Foligno thing is interesting. Sheldon said, um, you know, officially he was a game-time decision, uh, but he wasn't ready to go, and he's uh, officially listed as day-to-day, but, you know, day-to-day usually means a week. So we'll see. I think it takes something serious for a gamer like Foligno to pull himself out of a, a playoff lineup. So you kind of hope he gets ready. But, um, you know, the way the Leafs have responded, first with Tavares out, now with Foligno out, uh, I think it's a promising sign. And again, most importantly, still one win to get, always the hardest one. You know it's probably going to be Montreal's better efforts, and we'll see if they can finally score a goal. It's been a massive struggle, four goals in four games for the Habs. Toronto outscoring them 12-4 to so far in this series. Luke, you're a gem. Thanks so much for this. All right, thanks, guys. I think the the big thing on Thursday will be win so we don't have to see a Bell Center crowd. Yes. That's true. Forgot about that. Well, yeah. well put. Thank you for this. Yeah. There you have it. Uh, Luke Fox, sportsnet.ca, excuse me. That's a good point. I, I completely forgot about the fact that Montreal could have, what, 2,000 people in the building if they uh, force a game six scored. Well, and they'll sound like 25,000, and so... Maybe, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get ahead to the next round rewarding it. Will there be a chance at Scotiabank Arena to have some people? I know, sure hope knows? so, Gord. I hope so, because so, so. uh, I'm a bit over this uh, empty arena stuff. Uh, <laughs> we're, it's way past two, especially when you watch like PNC Arena tonight is absolutely rocking, and Nashville and Carolina are headed to overtime, and you see pretty much a full barn. It's like night and day to... Uh, playoff game here in Canada. It just is. It just it's different to watch, different to hear. Oh, no question about it. And it's uh, and you know, I'm not saying our games have not been exciting. I mean, if you're a Leaf yeah. fan, there's been different components, but just with the fans there, that's what playoffs are about. And you're seeing it. And the other venues we mentioned it many times. They treat it like a tailgate party. They arrive early. You know, they bring food. It's like a rock concert. So you know, like so they they know everybody there, even they don't, and they stay late. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty much, and it'll be a lot of fun to see. And I think as Leafs fans, we just want the ideology, the thinking, hey, potentially we can have fans, which would mean this team is off to the second round for the first time in 17 years. But again, one more victory. Hopefully it comes on Thursday. I don't want to force a game six or anything. Let's take care of business right away. On Thursday, uh, Jack campbell Gord's been an excellent story, a 32-save shutout. Still can't get over the fact that this guy was written off completely from being a number one goalie in the league pretty much. Next thing you know, Anderson goes down, and uh, the rest is pretty much history. It'll be fascinating in like 20 years from now to look back at the career of Jack Campbell and you know, intriguing to see the way it started maybe as a number one goalie here. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> Again, a lot of things in the offseason. Florida will have to deal with their goaltending situation, whatever it may be. I think Toronto's yeah. is pretty fluid. You know, Freddie Anderson was always understood. Playoffs would decide his future. Mm-hmm. Now, Jack Campbell, $1.65 million, um, allows you flexibility to sign, say, Zach Hyman or whatever that way. I mean, that's a bonus. The number one yeah. thing is he can stop the, stop the puck. Now, I'm saying that right now. Who knows down the road, does, right. do, does Cam Ward take over for Martin Gerber or what? But uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what gives. 
Yeah, and that's a that's the interesting thing about this postseason in general is the goaltending stories. Mark Andre Fleury, um, defying logic and expectation. You know, eight, ten months ago, his agent was complaining and saying, "Hey, why aren't you playing my guy now? He can't be beat." Although, outshot forty to fourteen, Minnesota finds a way. The last one, but I still think Vegas has it. Alex Nedeljkovic was on waivers earlier this season. UC Soros couldn't find his way. These stories are really, really fun to document. And you look at Jack Campbell, just took a bit longer, but it seems like he's the number one goalie right now. 32 saves tonight in this victory. Here is Jack Campbell. Hey, Jack, first playoff shutout for you, but I wanted to ask you about another player like uh, yourself who had some struggles in this league early, Alex Galchenyuk. What stood out to you about him? I just think he's doing a great job of, um, you know, whatever role the, you know, our team has from the play comes in and does it um, tremendously. And, you know, it's not easy to kind of come in and out of the lineup, but whenever he's in, he's given us a spark. And obviously the play he made tonight was, was world-class. So it was, it was awesome. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hi, Jack. I uh, guess your performance might have spoken for it, but how did you feel tonight physically in there after coming right back in 24 hours later in the intensity of a playoff game? I felt pretty good. Um, I think the guys just did the, a great job in front of me. I mean, um, you know, we just we just put, stuck to our game plan, um, got a nice lead, and, and then everybody was just battling. So not always the prettiest, but, um, you know, we, we battled till the end and found a way to get a huge two points. We'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Jack, uh, you're giving Leafs fans some pretty cool moments uh, in the playoffs right now. When you were growing up as a kid or even a young man in the game, what playoff moments inspired you? Yeah, good question. Um, I just like I, I remember being from Detroit, so watching the Wings and uh, when Iserman scored the the goal against St. Louis from the blue line, coming over and ripping it bar down. Um, that one, I remember that one. And then, uh, you know, the, the Wings, Colorado, that, that rivalry was pretty special. So uh, kind of gave me a first look at uh, what playoffs are all about. And it sure is fun to be out here experiencing it. We'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Jack, uh, the guy on the other net, Kerry Price, has an impressive resume, an impressive career. What does it mean to you to be outdueling him night in and night out through these playoffs? I mean, he's doing a great job for his team. He's given them a chance to win every game. And, um, you know, I don't know if outdueling is the right word. I'm just trying to do my job for my team like he is for his team. So, you know, um, he makes it a tough, tough task to uh, to get two points every night. And, um, you know, it's been it's just been an honor to battle him and um, still got a long ways to go. So we got to be ready for next game. And last one here, we'll go back to Mark Masters. TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Jack, what is the team doing well defensively in this series? I mean, I think we're doing pretty much everything uh, really well defensively. Like, you know, if I have a rebound or something, they're, they're clearing it, they're on it. You know, we're, we're working hard back, not giving up. You know, Montreal is super fast, so they're not getting too many rush chances right now, which is, you know, they're super dangerous off the rush. So I just think we're, uh, we're really doing a great job of um, – limiting their grade eight chances and, and then we capitalize on ours. All right. There is a Jack Campbell, a 32 save shutout now three and one here in this uh, Stanley cup playoff run for the Maple Leafs. One went away from advancing to the second round of the postseason for the first time in 17 years for now, last but not least, we're going to hear from the head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, we always talk about the importance of depth in the playoffs. We see the evidence of it tonight. Uh, what do you see in your group? Uh, and the scoring from the players that you got tonight and um, you know, to lead to this victory. Yeah, just well, scoring, defending, checking, uh, all, all the way through the lineup. Uh, the guys dug down here today. Oh, these uh, these back to backs are 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 tough. Uh, you know, it's of course tough on the opposition as well, but it doesn't make it any easier on the body uh, and the mental part of it. So uh, for our guys to dig in here today, and I thought a lot of guys were actually better today than, than yesterday even. So yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. A lot of great efforts all the way through. We'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, what was your perspective on how Alex Galchenia kind of handled being out to start the series and also maybe what you saw from his performance here tonight? I thought he handled himself uh, very well. Not, not surprisingly, he's been great, uh, you know, since he's come into the organization. 
but it wasn't easy to you know have that conversation with him because he had played well. He had come a long way. Uh, he certainly had contributed to our team's success. Uh, so that conversation to have him on the outside was was not an easy one for me, you know, just because he had worked so hard and um, had performed well for us. But I, I did reassure him that I, that he was going to play and he was going to be an important part of it. Um, whether it was performance or injury or what have you, like he was going to get in and, and I didn't think it would take him long to get in. Um, and that's, you know, the way that it happened. So he's, he's uh, stayed with it, stayed ready. I think he's gotten better in each game that he played. And obviously he's a major difference maker tonight for us. We'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Hi, Sheldon. What prompted the lineup change bringing Dermot and Brooks in and what did you think of their games? Well, uh, Brooks obviously has played very well with, with Thornton and Spezza, and uh, that was part of it. And, you know, just having a guy that hasn't played here, you know, I know Nash hasn't played much either, but um, he hasn't played for quite a while. I thought he could give us some some good legs and uh, energy today and really help uh, help that line. And in terms of Dermot, uh, obviously he's another guy that's played a lot of hockey for us, has played well and has been, uh, you know, played a role in our success through the regular season another difficult discussion uh you know that i had with him in terms of him not playing to start the series but needed to stay ready and you know this is our fourth game in six days here fourth very challenging game these games are are played at a higher level uh, than the previous uh ones that happened in the regular season and i just thought uh i was confident that we would be able to play with the lead here again tonight and i just thought that having another guy that uh, was fresh and uh, that I know uh, Dave Haxtell uh, trusts and, and will put on the ice to defend and uh, can play against any line, all those kind of things. I thought that that would uh, benefit the group today. We'll take two more here. We'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Sheldon, just going back to Alex, um, you know, he bounced around a lot. You know, some players might give up. What has he shown you? I mean, I know he's still young, but what has he shown you in terms of his drive and his desire since he's, he's been with you to, to really change his game and, and change the narrative? Well, I think you just use the two words, drive and desire. I was going to go with passion. Um, you know, since he's been here, he's worked extremely hard. Uh, he's been very respectful of the process, first of all, you know, having to go down to be able to play in the American League and work with the skill development coaches and skating coaches down there. Uh, play in the American League, do a good job. Um, the reports that came out of the AHL were nothing but positive, and and you know that's not always the case. You know, for guys that have had, you know, uh, a lot of time in the NHL and have succeeded in the NHL. So he's handled himself extremely well, um, and I think he just he just has a great a great passion for the game. And I think he's fit in very well, and the guys have really learned. He's earned the respect of his teammates uh, through. Uh, the attitude that he's brought and through the work ethic and, and how he's played on the ice, most importantly. You know, the guys uh, the guys like having him around and, and know he's an important part of our team. And a night like tonight is a, a good example of why. We'll go to Herb Zerkowski with the Montreal Gazette. Go ahead, Herb. Thank you, uh, Sheldon. One of the many trends I, I see through four games now um, is just the way the Leafs are dominating the second period. You're either badly outscoring Montreal or you're all over them uh, shot wise, uh, which makes me believe you must be giving them one hell of a speech between periods, but all kidding aside, I mean, can, can you, can you put your finger on that? Why you're so effective in that period in particular? Hard to really put a finger on it. Uh, obviously we, you know, we stress the second period and the importance of it. Uh, I think there are some advantages there. We start talking about the line, uh, the long change, excuse me. And with the long change, it does change the game a little bit uh, in terms of the flow of it, in terms of the structure. Um, there's a lot more space on the ice because of the line changes and people generally have to leave structure to get off the ice changes it a little bit and and that's a, an opening for us to, to really get going you know first and third periods are difficult uh, this time of year especially structures generally in place and you got to come through you know groups of five people quite often second period opens up a little bit and, and we, we look at that as a, as a big opportunity for us to 
to take hold uh, of the game. And that's really what, what our focus has been on is to have good starts, not let the game get away on us and then look to look to pull away, you know, kind of each shift as we go along. And then the second period's a, a big part of that, of course. There is Sheldon Keith Gord. So the Maple Leafs get set for a Thursday night here and uh, try to close out this series in five games. They're riding a three-game win streak. Scotiabank Arena Thursday night. Well, we said if you are going to go deep, you want to get a couple of series to go four or five games. So let's bring it. Uh, otherwise, uh, the 2,500 Montreal Canadian fans could sound like 25,000. But right now, the Leafs have the mojo. They're on the roll. But we're seeing right now with Carolina struggling against Nashville tonight that it can it can change in a hurry if you do, if you don't stay on it I wish you had more time to discuss the uh, Nylander contract because through four games in this series he has as many goals as the Montreal Canadiens team Gord <laughs> I've always like you know the contracts are different like that's the tough thing because of the cap world there's a number of fixed and it impacts on the cap and that's a separate discussion, but I don't think we expected Willie Nylander to be the first guy that took on the establishment. But the more you hear him now, he's funny, he's glib, but you understand he doesn't give a bleep, right? So yeah, and and really that's what he did. And none of those contracts are dog contracts in the slightest. So and uh, uh, all good. Yeah, and certainly this is what this uh, this brain trust envisioned when they signed those contracts and Willie Nylander really, really stepping up. The Maple Leafs win it 4 nothing here in Game 4 of 3-1 in the series. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee, and Josh Santos. For Gord Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga. We'll talk on Thursday night.